0: What's happening, everybody, on today's show? What a weekend it was. We got Alabama and Georgia locked into the SEC title game. We had a head coach fired Jimbo Fisher at AM. We had Jaden Daniels breaking records and improving his run for the Heisman. And we had our week 11 winners and losers. So much more. Locked on SEC starts right now. You are Locked on SEC, your daily podcast on the Southeastern Conference, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. And what's happening, everybody? Welcome into the Locked On SEC. It's great to have you guys along. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use our promo code Locked College for $20 off your first purchase on the Game Time app. I'm Chris Gordy. Thanks for making Locked On SEC your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, covering your team every day. All right, let's dive into it. We got so much to discuss today, and uh, let's dive into it, starting with our winners of the weekend. Mm-hmm and we start with georgia and alabama they're our winners of the weekend the sec championship game is officially set uh after the week 11 games which we'll get into in a second but alabama clinches their spot by winning the sec west winning big at kentucky Uh, then after mizzou beat tennessee georgia officially earned the sec east crown so the two teams will meet in atlanta saturday september 2nd or december 2nd rather with a berth in the college football playoff potentially on the line Could it be two spots? We'll see. Uh, But it'll be Alabama's 10th appearance in the SEC title game under Nick Saban, 15th appearance overall. The Tide have won eight of nine SEC title game appearances under Nick Saban. Their one loss, well, you guessed it. Kirby Smart and the Bulldogs. It'll be their sixth trip in seven years under Kirby Smart. The Dogs have won four SEC title games in their history. So, going to be a lot of fun. We'll have, of course, several weeks to preview that one. Got a couple more games to play on the schedule. All right, let's get into our winners of the weekend. Uh, Jalen Milrow. Remember when we thought Alabama's season was dead as they got beat by double digits at home to Texas? Well, their quarterback play at the time was not very good, but what a difference a few weeks make as Alabama routed Kentucky up in Lexington 49-21, to and quarterback Jalen Milroe was a big reason why. Milroe recorded a career-high six touchdowns, three rushing, three passing and Bama claimed yet another SEC West title. This came a week after Milrow had a career-best four touchdowns in a home win against LSU. And now Bama has won eight in a row, their third conference championship appearance in four seasons. Milrow had four of those touchdowns at halftime, connecting with Amari Nye Black and Kobe Prentice. He did have an interception. uh, But Ty Simpson came on and relieved him down the stretch of the game. And perhaps the most impressive stat of the day for Bama, neither Milrow nor Ty Simpson were sacked. The first time this season, Alabama had not allowed a sack after yielding an SEC Wars 37 coming in. Bama with an easy one this week against Chattanooga before they go to Auburn for a much-improved Auburn team in the Iron Bowl. Talk about that one as it gets closer. Another winner of the weekend. I, I put Brock Bowers and C.J. Allen in here for Georgia. Look, this one should really go to Kirby Smart for absolutely steamrolling the number nine ranked team in the country. Georgia crushed Ole Miss 52-17. And I can't say I didn't see this one coming. I told you on Friday show, I was just getting the vibe that Georgia was going to show up and dominate in this one, and they did. But how about Brock Bowers coming back so quickly off that tightrope surgery to play in this When We talked about it last week, said it was going to be a possibility. They were talking about it. Uh, only three catches for 34 yards on the day, but he did find the end zone for a touchdown. Nice game from Carson Beck. He threw for 300 yards and two scores. Kendall Milton and Dejon Edwards. They combined for almost 200 rushing with four rushing touchdowns between them. And Kirby Smart kind of went off. Brock Bowers, you know, expected him to be a first round pick. There were some people saying maybe he should just sit out the rest of the year. Kirby Smart said there were people who called him and told him that. Those people will not be representing him. All they did was ticked him off. Uh, Lad McConkey had led the way for Georgia with 81 yards and a score. He did head to the injury tent at one point. But how about C.J. Allen, the freshman linebacker, really coming on in this one. Led the Dogs with nine tackles and a sack. His breakout game this season uh, with Jamon Dumas-Johnson out, Allen really grabbing the bull by the horns. And the Dogs punched their ticket to Atlanta, 10-0 overall, 7-0 in the conference. Looking for that three-peat. Kirby Smart won his 27th game in a row. Georgia's now just one game shy from tying the SEC record of 28 straight uh, wins, which was done twice by Alabama from 78 to 80 and 91 to 93. They travel. Uh, Georgia travels next to Rocky Top to face number 14, Tennessee, a matchup that uh, lost a little bit of its luster. Another winner of the weekend, how about Jaden Daniels over at LSU, accounted for 606 total yards and five touchdowns. In their win against Florida, becoming the first quarterback in FBS history to have at least 350 through the air and 200 rushing. LSU beat Georgia 52 35. Daniels continued to make his case for the Heisman, leading LSU to touchdowns on five consecutive second half possessions. Brian Kelly saying after the game if Jaden doesn't win the Heisman, or if he didn't win the Heisman tonight, he's got to be the leading candidate. He is the best player in college football. Uh, Remember, he was in concussion protocol all throughout last week after getting knocked out of the Alabama game with the hit from Dallas Turner. He showed no signs of rust and uh, LSU continued their dominance over Florida, winning their fifth consecutive game in the series. That's the longest streak in the rivalry. It dates back to 1937. Uh, And Jaden Daniels is now third in rushing in the entire SEC. He passed up Quinshawn Judkins and Jalen Wright this week with his performance. We'll talk more about Jaden Daniels and the Heisman later this week. Uh, Look, precedent has been set. There have been guys with multiple losses that have won the Heisman. The question is, who's the best player in the country? It wasn't J.J. McCarthy at Michigan. He threw for like 60 yards. I can hear an argument from Michael Penix and Bo Nix, and obviously they're having great seasons in the Pac-12, but week in and week out, Jaden Daniels puts on his best. It's not his fault the defense stinks so bad for LSU. Another winner of the weekend, how about Cody Schrader? Speaking of Heisman's, uh, Mizzou uh, coach Eli Drinkwitz. Making a case for his running back, Cody Schrader, who absolutely wrecked shop against the Vols as the Tigers were out of Tennessee, 36-7. Mizzou improves to 8-2 on the year, 4-2 in the SEC. But Cody Schrader put up 326 scrimmage yards on 40 touches. He rushed for 205 and caught five passes for 116 yards. Uh, his 3 326 from scrimmage was 12 shy of the school record set by Devin West back in the 90s. And Mizzou put up 530 yards of total offense. Uh, Cody Schrader is the SEC's leading rusher on the year. He's the first SEC rusher to go over 1,000 yards rushing this year, and he now sits at 1124. That is ahead of Ray Davis at Kentucky, who is second with 929. So, Cody Schrader, what an incredible year he is having. He's a winner of the week. Another one, uh, Spencer Radler over at South Carolina. I'm sure many of you... Maybe didn't watch South Carolina route Vandy on Saturday, 47-6, but Spencer Rattler, 28 for 36, 351 yards, three touchdowns, one pick. Also had a rushing touchdown as well. Xavier Leggett led the way, nine catches for 120 yards. He became the fifth South Carolina receiver ever to surpass 1,000 yards in a season. It was his fourth game over yards. This uh, with over 100 yards in pass catches this season. South Carolina, they won their 15th straight game over Vanderbilt. And this was Spencer Radler's second straight game over 300. his 5th 300 .300-yard game of the season. He's connecting on over 70% of his passes despite a subpar offensive line. And South Carolina, they won consecutive games for the first time this season and improved to 4-6. They would need to beat both Kentucky and Clemson in their remaining games to get bowl eligible. Uh, bad news for the Gamecocks, Juju McDowell, their backup running back, broke his collarbone in this when he's done for the year. Another winner of the weekend, how about the Auburn run game? Don't look now, but the Auburn Tigers have won three in a row as Hugh Freeze and his crew routed the Razorbacks up in Arkansas 48-10, and Auburn is now 6-4. and four. They are bowl eligible. Auburn ran the ball 55 times compared to 21 passes, and the Tigers 354 rushing yards were their most against an SEC opponent since they ran for 543 against Arkansas in 2016. Jarquez Hunter led the way, 16 carries for 109 yards. That has now hit three straight 100-yard rushing games from Hunter. Auburn defense held Arkansas to just 255 total offense. Auburn has not finished a season with more than six wins since 2019. And with two games to play, one against New Mexico State, Tigers appear to be headed for their best season since. And our last winner of the weekend, I've got Jalen Henderson in here. We will get to the Jimbo Fisher hi- firing in a little bit, but we need to shout out Jalen Henderson at A&M. Who the hell is Jalen Henderson? Well, he's a transfer quarterback from Fresno State who ended up getting the start for the Aggies on Saturday against Mississippi State. Max Johnson out with injury. So Henderson, first start of his career. He led the Aggies to a dominant 51-10 route of the Bulldogs. Henderson threw for 150 yards and two touchdowns. And ran the ball twelve times for sixty yards and two scores, so a total of four touchdowns for the guy most of us had never heard of a week ago. The Aggie defense was great too, racked up five sacks, intercepted uh, state quarterback Chris Parson three times. Shamar Stewart returned a fumble for a score, and the win makes a And M bowl eligible after they failed to qualify for one a year ago uh, when Randy Bond hit. Uh, His 45-yard field goal put the Aggies over 50 points. It was the first time A&M had scored 50 or more points in an SEC game in regulation since 2014 in their win over South Carolina. The Aggies up next get Abilene Christian, and then it is a road trip to LSU to finish out the season. We'll see if uh, Jalen Henderson starts in those games or if Max Johnson is back for either of them. But. Man, that was not the headliner of the weekend. The headliner of the weekend was Jimbo Fisher being fired at Texas A&M. We'll discuss that next in our losers segment. This episode presented to you by our friends over at the Game Time app. Look, you shouldn't have to worry when you're buying tickets to the next big event. Game Time is the fast and easy way for you to buy tickets to all your favorite sporting events. They got killer last-minute deals, all-in prices, views from your seat, and their best price guarantee Game Time's taking the guesswork out of buying tickets. They are obsessed with finding ways for you to help save money on tickets. They have deals on tickets right up to the start of the event, and even an hour after it starts. It is the place to find last-minute seats. I've seen a lot of you telling me you know, you'll be at a tailgate and you'll pull up the app and you don't want tickets for the game. You might just want to be hanging out at the tailgate, but let me see if the price went down. Boom, price drops on tickets on the Game Time app. You grab them and you are in like Flynn. You can find exclusive flash deals and sponsor deals on tickets for uh, football games, basketball, baseball, whatever it is, and their zone deals. You pick the section, and Game Time picks the seats for an average of 18% savings. Look, take the guesswork out of buying tickets with Game Time. Download the Game Time app. Create an account. Use our promo code College for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account. Redeem our code College, Get $20 off. Da- download Game Time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. going <music> here? Locked on SEC. Thank you guys for making us your first listen every day. And a reminder on Fridays, we do our Locked on College Football Preview Show. You can find it across our Locked on SEC channel or any of the other Locked on College YouTube channels out there. All right, got to dive back into it. We did our... Winners of the weekend. Now we have to get to our losers of the weekend. Who depressed us most? And uh, this one's pretty easy, who we're going to start with. we got to start with the man who lost his job over the weekend, Jimbo Fisher, Texas A&M, harding ways with Jimbo Fisher. We did a special show on Sunday, if you missed it. But Ross Bjork, Sunday night, meeting with the media, discussing the decision to fire Jimbo Fisher, saying that the program was, quote, stuck in neutral. He said he called the interim Aggie president, Mark Welsh, and asked to meet him back on November 4th when they lost to Ole Miss. Bjork said the assessment I delivered was that we're no longer reaching our full potential. We are not in the championship conversation and something was not quite right about our direction. We should be relevant on the national scene. Jimbo Fisher's three, first three seasons at college, college Station, he was 26-10, and 10. Finished number four in the country in 2020, second highest ranking ever for the program. But over the past three years, A&M 19 and 15, including an active nine-game road losing streak that is tied for the program's longest since the AP poll began back in 1936. Jimbo had recruited well, his first full recruiting class of 2019. Uh, A&M has signed 70 of ESPN's top 300 players, the fourth most in FBS in that time. Uh, behind Alabama, Georgia, and Ohio State. All three of those have played for national championships. The Aggies have not. They did sign the number one class in 2022. Didn't seem to work out for them. And Fisher's tenure ends at AM with a 45 and 25 overall record over six seasons. No appearances in the SEC title game. No SEC West titles. Ross Bjork said he and the school president met with Jimbo Fisher just before 9 a.m. on Sunday morning at Kyle Field and notified him of the change. Defensive line coach Elijah Robinson is going to serve as the interim coach for their final couple of games. Bobby Petrino will still be the OC. DJ Durkin will still be the DC. And Jimbo Fisher's dismissal expected to cost the school more than $76 million to buy out his contract. According to the contract, he is owed $19.2 million within 60 days and then 7.2 annually through 2031 there was no offset to those payments it must be made and the annual payments start 120 days following termination it is nearly the trip triple the highest known coaching buyout at a public school Gus Malzahn was the one that caught everybody's eye a couple years ago this makes that one look like child's play Ross Bjork going on to say the AD and the 12th man foundation Uh, The Athletic Department the 12th Man Foundation, they will be responsible for covering the costs of the buyout. Uh, Bjork saying the ingredients for a championship are here. Aggies want to do it the right way, and we deserve excellence in everything we do. Onward we go. Ross Bjork, of course, been College Station five years. He said this will not deter in their goals of making the Aggies a national title contender. So who's going to replace uh, Jimbo Fisher. Pete Thamel has a list of names. Here's at the top who's at the top of his list Old Mrs. Lane Kiffin, Duke's Mike Elko, Florida State's Mike Norvell, Oregon's Dan Lanning, UTSA's Jeff Traylor, uh, Chris Kleiman, Kaitlin DeBoer, Cliff Kingsbury, who's now the USC quarterbacks coach. And uh, just a few more notes on Jimbo Fisher. Many players learned about Fisher's hiring uh, firing on social media before they even got to the football complex on Sunday, so that makes things awkward. Uh, Four-star wide receiver Raymond Cottrell announced shortly after the news that he is hitting the transfer portal. So, uh, of course, we'll sure we'll start to hear of a lot of guys hitting the transfer portal following the firing of Jimbo Fisher. Another deep press of the weekend. I've got Lane Kiffin and the Ole Miss offense on here. Ole Miss gets routed by Georgia, 52-17 in Athens on Saturday night. They pulled out all of the stops in the hopes of becoming the first team since 2021 to beat Georgia. Uh, the Rebels went for it three times on fourth down, converted twice, also pulled off a fake punt. But Lane Kiffin saying, I think that Georgia offense is overlooked. It's a defensive-made team, but that's a really good offense. Uh, Jackson Dart, he was knocked out of the game late in the third quarter. He was cleared to return, but Lane Kiffin said didn't see the need to put him back in. Kiffin saying on Sunday that Dart should be good to go moving forward. But the Rebels, look, came out of the gates hot, went right down the field, got a score. But they were held to a field goal over the final three quarters. Jackson Dart threw for just 112 and a pick. And the defense just looked helpless against that Georgia offense. Kiffin saying after the game, we've got to recruit at a higher level. So we gotta coach better. At some point, whatever the stats are, we've signed one five-star, they've signed 24. It kind of does show up at some point. We we would have to recruit at a better level, do a better job of recruiting. The Rebels, they've not been poor in recruiting under Lane Kiffin. They've just not been on that elite level that Georgia has been on. And uh, you know, this is where I think the interesting part of Lane Kiffin's name in the AM search is interesting. Like I know Ole Miss fans won't like it, won't want to hear it, but Lane's name is going to keep showing up in the coaching searches because I think he feels like he's a little bit limited at Ole Miss. Given the resources of AM where you have all the money in the world for NIL deals and you know, everything else they've got in the state of Texas, Lane could be, you know, maybe the ceiling could be higher there for him. So, interesting quote from Lane Kiffin uh, Saturday night given what transpired Sunday morning. Jimbo Fisher being fired. But next up, Ole Miss, they will look to avoid a big letdown when they host Louisiana Monroe before they finish out with the Egg Bowl. Look, 10-win season certainly in play here for the Rebels. And, uh, you know, New Year's Six Bowl, get to another one of those. Lane will be feeling really good about himself and the program. All right, uh, coming up next, we are going to hit on more depressed of the weekend. Who disappointed this week? 11 in the SEC. That's coming your way in just a sec. Look, our friends over at Jace Medical are here to help you guys out. We spend a lot of time uh, talking sports here. We get fired up on wins and losses, who to start and who to sit. And we're thankful to have that connection. But when we talk things that are personal, Jace Medical, they are a group that want to help you guys out. Whether you're on extended travel, bracing for a major weather event, or limited by yet another supply shortage, you are covered thanks to our partners at Jace Medical. Life-Saving antibiotics. And a long list of daily medications can be ordered in a one-year supply. Even ED generics for Cialis, Viagra, and all those are available. Go online right now at jacemedical.com, that's J-A-S-E, and receive your 12-month supply of your daily medication. Remember to use our promo code LOCKEDON at checkout for a discount as well. A verified customer said this about Jace, I'm thankful for their service, supply chain issues caused me to cut pills in half. Uh, in order to have it, I ordered most of my daily meds with a year supply. I also ordered the antibiotic kit. I feel secure now. Prices are lower than local pharmacies. Highly recommend this for everyone. If you or someone you love uh, would get some peace of mind by having a year's supply of any daily med, go to jacemedical.com to see if it's offered for you. Remember to use our promo code LOCKEDON, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, for $20 off your purchase. That is jacemedical.com. <music> All right, continue on here, Locked On SEC. Thank you guys so much for making us your first listen every day. And we've been hitting on our depress of the weekend. And, you know, look, there were a lot of people who depressed us this weekend and probably none more than, uh, you know, Jimbo Fisher getting fired and getting $76 million to go away. But uh, some other coaches taking L's. How about Billy Napier at Florida uh, LSU quarterback Jaden Daniels set a new SEC record for total offense in a game accounting for over 600 yards and five touchdowns. The Gator defense struggled to contain that LSU offense. Gave up a season-high 701 yards. Now, somebody else said 702. Either way, that sucks. That's awful. And Billy Napier, what's going on? After the game when asked about defense coordinator Austin Armstrong and his performance this season, Billy Napier pointed out that 30% of their snaps this season have come from true freshmen. Perhaps more than any team in America. Gators dropped to 5-5 five five on the season. 3-4 in the SEC. They still need to win two, uh, one of their last two at Mizzou and versus Florida State to get to bowl eligibility. Not been a good year, two for Billy Napier. It's had some bright spots. But, man, there's been some bad ones. The loss to Arkansas a week ago was bad. And, look, they were... Double-digit underdogs, LSU. They actually performed pretty well offensively. They they were in this game into the fourth quarter, but uh, giving up 700 yards, an SEC record. Not what you want to be doing there, Billy Napier. Uh, Quick tip of the cap to to Graham Mertz. Of course, he wore the same number wears the same number as former Heisman winner Tim Tebow. Graham Mertz broke Tebow's school record of consecutive passes without an interception. Uh, thrown with 204 attempts on the Gators' first drive of the second half against LSU. So, Graham got that going for him. All right, another depressed of the weekend. I got to go with, how about Tennessee here? Their run game, one of the best in the country, and they were one of the best in the SEC. Just got stymied. Up and come on Saturday, being held to just 82 net yards, rushing on 23 carries. Joe Milton led the way with 36 yards. Jalen Wright, one of their top running backs in the SEC, he had just seven carries for 22 yards. Dylan Sampson had 20 yards. Jabari Small had five. I mean, Mizzou just took it away. You know, the Vols love to run plays quick and be high octane. Well, Mizzou kept forcing them into quick punts. And then the Tennessee defense got tired after Mizzou's offense just kept having long stretches on the field. And then, you know, all the problems mixed in. Joe Milton had a fumble or lost a fumble. Jalen Wright lost a fumble. Uh, Joe Milton threw a pick six late in the game. I mean, everything that could go wrong for Tennessee did. And um, they'll look back at that momentum-changing field goal they allowed just before halftime. Too many mental mistakes throughout the second half. They were penalized nine times for 95 yards. And they got to regroup quickly because they take on Georgia this weekend. At Neyland Stadium, it's going to be a fun, rocking atmosphere. You know the crowd is going to be hyped up, but Josh Heupel and his players need to wipe the slate clean and get back at it. Another depressed of the weekend, Sam Pittman, Arkansas, getting crushed at home by a rebuilding Auburn team, 48-10. And the Hogs drop to 3-7 overall, 1-6 in the SEC And their loss eliminated the Razorbacks from any chance of postseason play. It also forced Arkansas to win its season finale against Mizzou in order to avoid their fourth one-win-or-fewer season in SEC play since 2013. In that time, only Vanderbilt has a worse in-conference record. An Arkansas season just went from disappointment to disaster in a hurry. Razorbacks had earned bowl berths in each of Sam Pittman's previous three seasons. But the hiring of Dan Enos led them astray. They had to fire him, and uh, Sam Pittman very much on the hot seat. There are some reports out there over the weekend that perhaps the decision's already been made that when the season ends, they will uh, announce Sam Pittman. They're going a different direction. But uh, Sam Pittman saying after the game Saturday night, he's not concerned about his job security because of his the relationship he has with his players on the team. I mean, that sounds good to all Pittman, but at the end of the day, you're measured by wins and losses. Graduation rate and players loving you. That's part of it, too. You love that, but the boosters and the big money people, they want Ws. Our another deep of the weekend. How about the Kentucky defense? Wildcats were never in this one against Alabama after being outgained 444 to 253. They did force two takeaways and uh, mounted a couple of scoring drives, but Mark Stoops said, we did not get off to a very good start, and we just didn't get much better. Bama put up, like we said, 444 of offense. They were 7 of 11 on third downs. They averaged 11 half yards per pass. Zero sacks from the Kentucky defense in this one. Just could not get to Jalen Milrow. Allowed seven touchdowns in the game. Offensively, Ray Davis, he had just 26 yards on 12 carries. That's one of the leading rushers in the SEC he got shut down. Uh, Devin Leary just seventeen of thirty-one for one hundred and fifty-eight yards with a touchdown and an INT. And Kentucky they sit at six and four overall with road trips to finish out the season at South Carolina and at Louisville. Not going to be easy to finish this season off. Uh, seven and five, I'm sure they would take six and six would be very disappointing for Kentucky. All right, next in our depressed, how about the Mississippi State offense? They gave true freshman Chris Parson his first career start in their fourth game uh, since Will Rogers got injured. But they ended up having to go back to Mike Wright because Chris Parson was so bad. Uh, I threw a couple of interceptions in this one. It was a third straight loss for Mississippi State, who will have to win their final two games to become bowl eligible for a 14th straight season. Uh, Parson and Wright just looked overmatched against that A&M defensive front. The hope is that Will Rogers will be back soon. The Bulldogs, they put up just 237 yards of offense against the Aggie defense. They went 3-for-13 on third down, 1-for-4, or 0-for-1 oh on fourth down, and had 12 penalties for 100 yards. Zach Garnett saying after the game, he believes Mississippi State will get Will Rogers next week back for Southern Miss. And our last deep press of the weekend, I got Clark Lee in here, man. At this point, I just don't see vandy keeping clarkley around much longer they have now lost nine games in a row they are two and nine on the season they get a bye week this week and then finish the year heading to knoxville to play at tennessee but this weekend vandy loses at south carolina 47 to 6 and the last three weeks the vandy offense they have scored six 15 and seven points clarkley said after the game he was disgusted by how his team finished the game They were down just 13-0 through the third quarter before giving up five touchdowns to South Carolina after that, including one off a blocked punt. Clark Lee saying just a really disappointing effort with that finish. Disgusted with the way this team finished the game. There's ownership all the way around for that. Well, a lot of folks are disgusted watching your team play, Clark Lee. Vanderbilt has been god-awful. And so uh, those two wins a year ago against – florida and kentucky those were awesome they felt like building blocks and then you come tumbling back down this year and uh it's been a lot of ugly football from vanderbilt much like it was for uh his early years there taking over at vandy so we'll see if clark lee sticks around and of course we'll talk about all this week but some you know hot seat talk we know jimbo's out at a&m sam Pittman, very much on the hot seat at arkansas We'll see what Vandy decides to do with Clark Lee. We'll see what Mississippi State decides to do with Zach Arnett. I know it was a tough situation. Mike Leach passes on. They hand the torch to Zach Arnett. But, you know, is this thing building? Is this thing going to do better moving forward? Or should they just pull the plug after one year and make a change there? All situations to keep an eye on. I think Billy Napier is safe in Florida because of the recruiting class he's got for next year. But you never know. If Florida loses out. Maybe the Gator Boosters say enough's enough. So certainly a lot to monitor here in these last couple weeks of the SEC season. We'll be bringing it all to you right here on Locked on SEC. Thank you guys so much for making us your first listen every day. Shout out to our as We'll talk to you guys tomorrow. Talking all things uh, SEC right here on Locked on SEC.